Hey, hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today we watched It, Chapter 1, the 2017 It. I mean, clearly it was in 1989. It said so in the movie. Yeah, you're right. That's the why it, it was said so 1988. Confusing. First of all, <laughs> it said 89. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, 100. Um, at least 70. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to doubt yourself yeah. now. At the end of the tw- I'm 10. 65. percent It took place in the 80s. Okay. 20 <laughs> percent <20%> sure. <laughs> And Robbie and E, neither of them had seen this version. E had never seen any version. No, yeah, I had seen like the original '90s version of this, the made-for-TV movie, but I never saw the new version of it with commercials. The made-for-TV is like four and a half hours in total. Yeah, because like I don't know if I still have that DVD, but I used to have it on DVD, and the DVD itself, like with no commercial breaks, was a little bit longer than three hours. Let me just literally go two feet to my right here and pull up the DVD. Uh, apparently, wow, never mind. It is not as long as I thought. 187 minutes. Three hours, seven minutes. Um, that's yeah. that's not a lot for compared to nope. what we're going to be watching. Uh, <laughs> dry, is fi- te- dry is testing my patience today. Yeah, I am. It's great. I'll <laughs> oh, just wait till we watch The Stand. The Stand is actually We not have to all stand this. for that one the whole um, time. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what the stand is about. Actually, it's a, it, it was like a really creative like theater thing where like they actually gutted the, all the seats out of the theater when you watch the stand. Yeah, and everyone just had to stand, and if they caught you like trying to sit on the floor, they just kind of poked you with a rod. Thematically, it works because the stand is actually about seats coming to life and hunting you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen King got real weird with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's not even as weird as some of the shit Stephen King. Writes. No, he literally has one where just semi trucks come alive. So yeah. fucking whatever. Or um, Langoliers, that was a whole thing that I'm pretty sure no one remembers anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. Langoliers is not remembered fondly. <laughs> um, but I was, I started playing the Alan Wake remaster, so I was really <laughs> in a Stephen King mood. So today we are recording two episodes. Whoa. Oh my goodness. We are recording It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2. Uh, so we just finished watching It Chapter 1. It is, for those of you interested, rated R for violence slash horror, bloody images, and for language, and is 135 minutes long. Quite long. Uh, yeah, so sure. Just we'll over go, two hours. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie, you pulled up where you could watch it, right? I believe it's on HBO Max for sure. It is on HBO Max because uh, I did have plans on watching this eventually but <laughs> podcast picked it up yeah there's that um you can actually go to the Cirque de Olay's website it's just kind of <laughs> like the last listing I don't know how they do it. I didn't think they had the rights but I guess I guess they're legally allowed to stream anything with clowns in it yeah that's just how Cirque de Olay works yeah, yeah. it's weird French but weird. um <laughs> the, it is the usual suspects YouTube Google Play Vudu and Amazon Prime for $3.99 but if you have either a Netflix subscription or an HBO Max subscription you can watch this movie which I guess we should say now, HBO Max, we're going to have to, like, redact the HBO Max words. That's not going to exist in a few months. God. <laughs> I've, I, the so way it's fucking going, man. It's such a fucking shit, because, like, HBO Max is literally being rated the best streaming service out of all of them. Yeah. I would agree with that sentiment. I think it's the easiest to navigate for once. Yeah, and yeah. it's like has a bunch of great content, and they're like, no, 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 no. Ugh. We created something great. We got to stop. It really shows how much people actually care about animation, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> which that's why they thought like oh, just get rid of get rid of some of the kids shows they don't watch those and kids then, don't yeah. pay us <laughs> <laughs> and then bam 20 billion dollars gone yep uh well we'll keep ranting about that until they die and we'll be like damn yeah but oh, oh we'll, no we will be one of the voices being like bring sesame street back <laughs> Every, I think everybody agrees. Just don't fuck with Sesame Street. Yeah, man. that was at, yeah that was insane too. Like some of those don't have another way to watch it. Some of those yeah. were like no. extremely like, old recordings that yeah, don't like, get re-aired. And yeah. well, that was the thing. Like the original controversy for whenever they brought uh, Sesame Street to HBO Max was that like there's certain episodes they're just uh, were rated teen basically because they're basically saying like hey like this was the message like back in the 60s but like. It doesn't apply now because it's uh, times have changed since, you know, the 60s or 70s. And these are kind of mature subjects, too. So, you know, watch with caution. Yeah. I think the funniest thing is there there are multiple banned episodes of Sesame Street. One's just where the Wicked Witch visited Sesame Streets and it just scared children. Yeah, I remember. I've seen a couple of stills from that. They found it. They found it? Quote, um, Quote. (laughs) they got it in not great ways. That's fine. Fuck HBO. At this <laughs> no, they, they found like, it. But someone like the original stole film it was from. Like they have an archive in the like U.S. government archive. Oh. Someone took it from there. It seems. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. That's, so like, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Like, I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the boat of we. Basically, every content should be preserved, even if it's not worth preserving. But like, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's preserved somewhere at least. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not, like, to go there to watch it. That's it's not, not like, like the old Doctor Who, where, like, those just are just gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, HBO Max decide. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can watch it there, depending on when this episode comes out. Yeah, we'll yeah that's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we watched the first one, and we're going to talk about that. But before we get to there, or to reading the back of the box, I am interested in people's lives. I've been gone for two weeks, and I haven't really listened to the podcast. I've been pretty busy, dick. turns out. Um... <laughs> In Mexico, but yeah. Uh, it happens. Yeah, E, let's start with you. Hello. How was life? What's been going on? Uh, since you didn't listen to the podcast, uh, I, I hinted at I was like trying to make a slight, uh, like a small fighting game. Yeah. Uh, turns out the, the stuff I was using was not out of beta enough to use. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason I did it is because uh, Game Maker had a rollback like beta. Uh-huh. Um, apparently it only works with Opera, oh, you know, the, okay. the, the browser, weird, the browser nobody uses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, fine. It's like super weird to use, but whatever. Sure. It also just isn't in a good enough spot to, <laughs> to do. It was desyncing randomly. Gotcha. So much. Um, I think eventually when they like actually add it, it will be really good. Okay. But, um, I couldn't use that. Okay. So as a reasonable person, I made an entire rhythm game instead. As a reasonable man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um there I I made yeah, I made a browser rhythm game uh called Rhythm Alley for the final of my uh random Discord art <laughs> tournament thing. Cool. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. I I spend so much effort on <laughs> stupid little things all the time, but um it's fun. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so if if you want to check that out, uh, you could go to my itch.io, e the weirdo dot itch.io. I think it should be. Um, you could you could play. It. It's, it's it's fun. People told me it was pretty fun. Uh, cool. I apparently did it the hard way. I like manually added every single beat. 
you don't yeah, have to do that. Yeah, it does seem like it'd be pretty hard. No. Oh. First, I, like, did it in, like, a, up, like a whole script. Right. And then I learned Game Maker just has a thing where you could, like, tell it to do things at certain times. <laughs> so I switched over to that, and then someone informed me I could have just, like, had, like, a beat system and then just <laughs> set it to go off. I don't carry up. <laughs> If I make a full one, I'll do a normal <laughs> system. You found a way to make it work. Though. Yeah. It was um, a learning process. Yeah. Funnily enough, the quote unquote easy level is like the was the hardest for me to make because <laughs> it kept desyncing or just a bunch of issues came up. But it's a lot of fun. I would say for anyone who plays rhythm games, it is most similar to Rhythm Heaven, probably, where it's like a very simple thing, but like there's a lot going on around it to right. make it more interesting. Uh and, like, it was supposed to just be, like, me and the other finalists because I managed to get to the finals of random voting. <laughs> uh, so it was just going to be our characters. It was like, ah, what if I just, like, draw a picture of every single character who was entered and throw them all in there? So there's, like, 12 <laughs> other characters. Over you can't play of them or anything. Like, they'll, ju- they'll just go. They're just in the background. Yeah. It's, like, four minutes also, so, you know, like, five days of work for four minutes, nothing. <laughs> hey, pretty good. Yeah, better than, my, yeah. better than my animation turnover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's that. Um, I don't know. We could just stream that, too, I guess. It's, yeah. I legally own the music. Yes, there you go. So, yeah, we could do that on our stream, maybe. Nice. Uh, although, <laughs> we're probably going to have latency issues with our setup. Probably. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can't lose in it, so... So it's fine. At best, a millisecond or two. All right. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing that. It's game dev, as usual. Cool. Cool. Okay. Robbie, what Yo. is, what's your life been doing? Uh, my my life's been hectic lately. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> There's another fire at work. <laughs> this time it was my machine. Oh. You made fire. Yes. Uh, not purposefully, but I did Me, make fire. Robbie. Me make fire. <laughs> uh, turns out that uh, I had a freak accident at work, so that's why like I didn't get in trouble for it. But like, they usually had it to where, like, since it's CNC machines, usually like uh, we can hit the start button and then go to lunch and like let it you know, do its process, and then we can come check the part whenever we come back from break. Uh, I had just finished an order, was getting started to do another one, and uh, everything looked like it was fine. Everything was cutting the way it was supposed to. Like all the specs were where they're supposed to be at. I went, okay, cool. I'm going to go to lunch. Or not lunch. Uh, I, I'm going to go to first break. And I was hungry, so I went to the gas station, grabbed like a slice of pizza, came back. Turns out that it did a bar stock change whenever I was on break, which means that like sometimes when it does it, it just like brings the bar back and then like uh, takes out the remainder that it can't cut because it's too short and then puts in another bar. Sure, uh, sure. This time... It was one of those weird situations to where, like, there was too much bar stock for it to, like, extract itself, but not enough to make a new part. So it just, like, starts cutting itself off at half-inch increments uh, until it's short enough to, you know, extract the bar out. Um, It did that, and the tool broke. (laughs) And, yeah. So instead of, like, a sharp tool cutting titanium, it was just, like, a dull piece of carbite rubbing and creating friction against titanium. (laughs) All while there's nice cutting oil trying to cool it off uh, while this friction is being <laughs> added. And it caused an oil fire. And this happened while I was on break. So I come back from break with like a slice of pizza in my hand and there's smoke billowing out of the building. 
Like, all right, I'm taking my yeah. second. <laughs> I mean, they're evacuating the building at yeah. this point. But, like, it, it very much felt like that scene in Community where Donald Glover comes back with pizza and everything's on fire. As though it has never seen Community, I just love that scene out of context. I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be. I don't want to know what the fuck was happening. It's just great. But, yeah, like, I felt like that in the to see it, especially especially considering the fact that whenever like we got outside and they told me what happened, like oh yeah, the Sugami caught fire. It's like fuck, I was working on the Sugami. Like I thought I was fired for a second there. Nice. I was but, like like Robbie, do you know what happened? No, I was on break. Oh okay, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, even like because they're like, whose machine did it happen to? Mine. What happened? I don't know. I was on break. But yeah, like luckily that they, they actually caught the fire soon enough that the machine's actually still up and running. They, just had to, they, they had to spend a whole day cleaning you know fire suppressant out of the system and then just got it up and running again so that's a thing um lord that's actually not even the main thing because like that was last week this week though so this week um it melted god might as well uh it, not work related i should say um so over the weekend my family came down to visit from you know the small town that we grew up in and me and my sister got to talking and because um, I've been looking to like change my wireless provider for a while. And um, I talked to her about it because she's looking to try to like her and her husband are trying to look the way to save money. So I asked if I can go on to their family plan because I'll save like an extra $10 a month on their uh, bill and it'll save me like $30 a month on my uh, on my wireless bill. And uh, so we went to her company store. I don't know if I should start naming off the companies that no, it's fine. No, but anyways, I went to her company store and like, uh, so I'm like, Hey, we want to put him on the family plan. Like, okay, cool. We got to do this, 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 and this. And like, they told me like, apparently they have a new system now that if you want to keep your old phone, but change the provider, you have to get a pit, uh, a transfer pin. Yeah. Uh, apparently that's like a somewhat new thing from what they were telling me, but, uh, he didn't tell me transfer pin. He just says, I need a pin number. And better so, than having to get a whole new SIM like before. Yeah. But, you know, I gave him my account number, gave him the PIN number. He's like, okay, cool. He put in a new uh, SIM card into my phone. And like, all right, cool. He's part of your family plan now. I'm like, don't worry. They should just send you your last bill. You should be fine. It's like, okay, cool. And then we get back to, like, my place. And my mom says, like, so your phone works, right? I was like, yeah, it should work fine. Like, I gave my sister a call. And she's like, yeah, like, call came through fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Didn't think anything about it. Like, spent the entire weekend or rest of the weekend at my place with Wi-Fi. Like, no big deal. Um, you know what I like about stories like these? What? It's always like, and then we did did the thing, and I I was like, I could save a ton of money and get on the plan, and everything worked. And then the ne- story's never like, and it was good. <laughs> this I'm gonna it. do it one of these weeks, like, <laughs> and it was good. End of story. No, I'm kidding. You heard me talk about stuff. Like sometimes I do this weird. I have a bad habit of like ending on like a continuing sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest is I often will just end a sentence with you know, but. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, everything seemed fine until I went to work on Monday and my mom sent me a text message saying, hey, I can't call you for some reason. It's like, huh, that's weird. And I give her a call and like it goes through fine. It's like, huh, that's weird. I can take, I can make calls. I cannot receive them though. And like I go to my supervisor, like, hey, can you call my phone really quick? And he's like, yeah, just going straight to voicemail. It's like, huh, that's weird. Like, I'm going to go try to talk to Verizon. But like I did the thing that I usually do and like I kind of Googled like, what to do if like you're having uh, these kind of issues, like you can make calls but not receive them. And, like, okay, it might be a SIM card issue. It's like, okay, well, you had to put a new SIM card in there. That might be it. Tried resetting the SIM card. I tried resetting the network. I tried doing all these different things. It got to the point I decided like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the nuclear option. I backed up all my pictures. I formatted my phone. 
and then didn't think much of it until I went to, like started the phone back up and it's like all right go ahead and put in your Google all right your Google information so that way we could you know send your contact information back to you put in my Google information it's like okay we're gonna send you a two step author arm all right a two step the uh, <laughs> authorization. authorization and it just froze <laughs> so it turns out I can't receive calls nor can I receive third party texts which includes two-step verification so not only did I get locked out to the point where like I could people couldn't call me I got locked out of everything else like I couldn't get into my discord I couldn't get into my steam I couldn't get into Facebook or Twitter or any like I, I was completely locked out and so I end up going to the store the next day and t- telling like hey this is what happened because like we just switched over the plan like okay that's cool like uh, like, you know, give me your verification information. They put in all my information and then, um, they're like, oh, well, seems that, uh, your sister, like, which they didn't even know she's my sister because she got married about four years ago. Yeah. Well, the main reason it's not relevant is because me and her no longer have the same last name. Like, cool. So she's this last name and you're this last name. How do you know her again? It's like, it's my sister. Like, okay, well we need her. We need to see her ID in order to actually get you into the account. So I had to call her. And it turned to like this whole big thing because like um one, she was at work at the time and two, she didn't have her ID on her at the time. Um I convinced the guy to like let her give me a video call or call to like get her in. <laughs> which means I had to go grab my fucking laptop so that way I can get into Discord and convince my sister to download Discord too, because she doesn't have Discord, but I couldn't get into like Facebook Messenger or like any other video calling service, so it had to be Discord. <laughs> And like, I had, so if you can imagine me sitting there texting my sister, like, for the love of God, just download Discord. So that happened, and like, she had to like show her ID like to her phone camera, so that way she could give them the information that they needed. They got the information, they looked it up, and like, cool. What it was is that uh, the guy who was supposed to switch you over to our system, uh, he didn't do it correctly. So you're still part of T-Mobile plan, but you're just on a Verizon SIM card. So like which I just said the companies. Oops. You can bleep that out if you want. Do you want me to? It, it's up to you. I don't care. Fuck both of them. There yeah. we go. We're, we're clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, anyways, uh, he's like, but you're still on that or that other carrier. We got to call them up. And we called them up. And they're like, okay, well, just get into your uh, to your accounts. Like, well, I can't get into my accounts. Like, well, why not? Because I can't get two-step verification. Therefore, it won't uh, verify me into my account. And uh, we already tried that earlier. I was like, okay, well, you got to go to one of our stores then and then talk to a representative, like get your inf- our account information. This is at 7.30 at night at this point in time and they close at 8. So I had to like wake up early the next day during my sister's lunch break to try to get this done. So that way, like I could still like do the verification of the ID and everything. And like next day, I end up going to like the other store the first thing that happens is like, oh, well, you got to go talk to the other people about that. It's like, well, I talked to the other people about that. They told me to talk to you. It's like, oh, well, just go onto your account. I can't go onto my account. I'm locked out. And like, <laughs> turn into that whole song and dance. And uh, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> Pretty much. It Roddy, might as well have been. You did the digital equivalent of burning your social security card yes. and birth certificate. Yes, I did. <laughs> I definitely did do that. And then tried to go uh, to the DMV with no information saying, I am this guy. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I go to that first store. The thing that sucks about the previous company that I had is they're like, oh, well, you need to go to a corporate store. You got to go to the one down the street. There's literally one a mile down the street, <laughs> but they didn't want to deal with my bullshit. So they sent me to another store. You got there. They're like, oh, actually, we're not corporate corporate. We're just <laughs> pretty much. Ma- we're just promotional corporate. We're baby corporate. <laughs> you actually have to go to 
the big town three hours over. <laughs> <laughs> Got to drive all the way up to Denver. <laughs> but uh, I actually ended up going to the other store, and they gave me, like, the same runaround. Like, oh, just go into your account. I can't go into my account. I'm locked out of two verification. It's like, oh, well, call the or call the 1-800 number. I called the 1-800 number. They said to go to you. Uh, okay, well, what's the problem? It's like I told him what the problem is. Like, oh, you got to go to the other or to the people that you switched <laughs> over to because they're the ones who are going to be able to help you at this point. <laughs> I feel like at this point, I went into a blind rage and just woke up with my hands around his neck. Just like, just make my phone work. Just make my phone work. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Like, <laughs> oh my fucking god. You just got a whole bunch of people who are like, I don't fucking yeah, care, Yeah, it was a man. bunch of people who were like, it's not my problem. Like, send it to somebody else. You got like, to let me ask my supervisor, and yeah, then you go into the yeah. back room and just chill for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that pretty much happened, but, like, luckily the store that I walked into, I was the only customer in there, so there was, like, five representatives watching me just slightly get angrier and angrier with I want to say unluckily, because like, if there are other customers, they have more reason to, like, get you the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, luckily what happened is, like, I had started doing that thing to where, like, when I start getting more annoyed with someone, my voice gets uh, just a little bit higher each time I have to re-explain it to him. I think I re-explained to him three or four times, like, I'm locked out of my account, I can't do two-step verification. No, you I called them, they told me- to- I'm going to fucking strangle you! <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like at one point. Like, eventually a manager actually came up. It's like, here, I'll try to help you with this. And then you just press the on button on your phone and it will work. Might as fucking well have, man. They, they put uh, one of their SIM cards back into my phone. And as soon as they did, like, they just got a wall of Are verification. Are you shitting me? It was messages. literally that easy. Yeah, it was literally that easy. And it took me two days. Like, two days and about, <laughs> God, probably about six hours worth of fighting back and forth with representatives at this point. Lord, I fucking hate corporations. Yeah, it was so, like... <laughs> The manager was freaking out for how much, uh, like, verification text messages that I got from all these different companies. I was trying to get into my fucking, uh, uh, oh, God. Your bank's like, hey, uh, we noticed you haven't contacted us in, like, two days. You all right? Uh, it was more like, uh, like, oh, put in your verification. Oh, put in your verification. Oh, put in your verification. Email. Someone's trying to get into your account, dude. <laughs> like, it was a lot of that. Hey, we locked your account. We, we assumed someone was bad. <laughs> so that actually did happen with my Facebook Zuckerberg has a picture of my ID now because apparently if you can't do two-step verification, you have to show them a valid ID. Wow. So yeah, like Facebook just knows what my ID looks like now. Good. Yeah. God. Like, it was a whole big thing. Like they did the whole thing with the pin. As soon as they did that, they got me the transfer pin, which is not your security pin, apparently. And got that, was able to bring it over to the other store and like they were able to find like set everything over. So now everything's fine. But like, yeah, I basically did the equivalent last week. Of like burning my social security and my birth certificate and my driver's license. It's it's the thing though. It's the fucking shitty thing that always happens where like a big corporation makes a mistake and then you have to fucking deal with it for days. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is like uh, when he put in the pin, apparently it said like, oh, this is the wrong pin, but he gave me a new SIM card anyways. <laughs> so yeah, like ugh, last week was frustrating in like the biggest way possible. But I'm like saving thirty dollars a month on my cell phone plan now so yay how dare you try to become more <laughs> yeah how dare economical. i try to budget think twice before you get frugal again huh yeah <laughs> it doesn't help that like the guy that helped me and like actually got my phone working was actually helpful but the guy before that like screwed up my whole pin number and everything like he was the one who's trying to sell me a new phone yeah that makes sense actually but yeah um, that those are my two weeks is fire like physically and then fire metaphorically uh, well, how how's the Mex- Mexico goer? Um, 
The Mexigoer. The Mexigoer? Yeah. <laughs> Great, actually. <laughs> How is living a couple weeks in an orange filter? Uh, people say that. Um, it wasn't orange, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> place is not fucking orange. There's maybe two hours of road that I saw the entire time. It's just like, oh, this is what people put in Hollywood movies and stuff. Of like, yeah. this is orange. There's maybe two hours of road that I saw that was like that. Which is if probably you, like in the desert if, like, during a sunset. Imagine if like every film in America was like the, the pass we go through. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> just like a bunch of nothing in mountain goats. It's great. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's a uh, beautiful 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 place, honestly. Um super fucking green. Everything's green. There's yeah. trees everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say like the the real photos that I've seen of Mexico are were always like super lush and super green. Yeah. Place. Um it's one of those things where like I was so afraid for forever. I've even made it known that I was afraid for forever to go to Mexico because I'm like, I'm way too white. They're going to hate me there. Uh, they're going to like just not want me there. Um, except for one person when I was walking through a fairground when I like cut them off walking. Um, everybody else was just super, super nice. The only time anybody ever mentioned that I was even white was when I cut that person off. She's like, fucking white American. Um, <laughs> Stop you can't, you can't even argue. I can't. I just, she's right. She's not like telling a lie. <laughs> <laughs> like fair, but sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. Um, an odd amount of English during the fair, um, because a, a lot of people's like kids and stuff like that go to America and then they come back for the fair every year. It's a like, pretty well known thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hear a lot of uh, English that I didn't expect to hear uh, at the fair specifically. So our parents and all their friends were bullshitting us growing up then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember growing up, they're like, oh, you're going to need to lo- know how to speak Spanish. The fact that you don't know how to speak Spanish, like, it's going to it's gonna hurt you if you have to talk to someone who can't speak English. Like, what if you go to Mexico? I mean, the thing is, that's a lot of people that, like, their parents live there and they left right. and stuff like that. The people who just live in that town or when we were, like, traveling from the border into that town, um, no English. Not a lick of it. Right. Um, but everybody was always super, super nice. Okay. Um, super, super understanding. No one ever was just like, oh, this fucking guy ever. Like, yeah. Everyone's just like, he doesn't know what we're talking about. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I guess for context, me and Dry grew up basically saying that we needed to learn how to speak Spanish. But whenever we asked, like, okay, can you teach me Spanish? They always told us to fuck off, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so my understanding of Spanish is very, very... I understand... A lot more than I can speak. Right. Um, so I can listen to a conversation and have a great time. Uh, if I have to input into that conversation, it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. I speak at like a third grade level, I would say, personally. I'd, I'd say it's probably about where I am now. Yeah. After being there for two weeks. <laughs> um, I mean, the most I've ever needed in life is for that two-month time in college, wherever I was uh, a waiter at... Restaurant. No, yeah. it wasn't a restaurant. It was a nursing home. I kept on thinking oh. of the name of the nursing home, not <laughs> like the name it doesn't matter. Home. Yeah, I was a waiter there. Uh, one of the older ladies there, she didn't speak English. Uh, everybody on her table did and also spoke Spanish, but they told, like, I knew enough to basically ask, like, where the bathroom is and, like, what she wanted to eat for that day. Nice. And, like, that's the most <laughs> Spanish I've ever really needed in my entire life. I actually really needed to know Spanish for one specific thing that happened while I was on my last vacation. Uh, we were at, like, a paid parking lot, and there were these people behind us that didn't understand how to use the machine, because they only spoke Spanish. Oh, yeah. So I had to, like, string together 
five words I knew that <laughs> I could use in that situation. Yeah. I was like, la, I was like, el plato de carro. <laughs> Cause I was trying to tell them like they need the license plate yeah. number. Cause they like, no, no, los nombres de la car- tarjeta. I was like, no, no, la plata de carro. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they figured it out. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew it well enough to get them through it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why does he keep on saying the dinner plate on my car? <laughs> that kind of was what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, amazing, wonderful place. Um, I, I want to go back there. Uh, not next year, probably, because I hate traveling. And next Fair. time I go, probably I would prefer to fly in. Um, We're actually going to walk there next year. Sorry. Totally can't. From El Paso into Juarez, totally can walk. Super <laughs> easy. Um, Liz has family that goes there every month for her medication because it's way cheaper to get it in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then you don't have fair. to get a doctor's appointment. <laughs> you just go to the pharmacist and ask for it. So, um, yeah. And also, one thing that I appreciated because I, uh, I don't do great in the sun or heat um, is that every single store, which there's tons and tons of stores, cause people just have them in their house. Um, just have bottles of electrolyte, which probably literally saved my life one day. It was, it was very helpful. And it's just like, everyone drinks it. It's normal. Like, yeah, like once a week you like drink a bottle of electrolyte. It's fucking hot. Like, (laughs) um, the food was amazing. Uh, My phone probably has 70 pictures of food on it right now. (laughs) And like three pictures of mountains. (laughs) It's really funny to me, like looking at other people on their vacations Cause like they'll have like a hundred pictures, and then I take like five pictures, and they're almost all at the start, and then I don't bother of taking any more yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that. Dry turned into an Instagram girl whenever he went to Mexico. Yeah, well, um, Rocky's uh, girlfriend was like, "I want you. I want to see all the things you're eating." So like literally, oh, okay. I would treat it like a food blog, and I would just send her all the pictures <laughs> of the food that we were eating. We're eating this crazy, crazy Mexican food called. Enchiladas. <laughs> I actually only had enchiladas once. That's funny. Um, That's your favorite food. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Mexican food in general is my absolute favorite favorite food. Um, it's my favorite f- genre of food for sure. Yeah, favorite genre. <laughs> <laughs> when we got back to the states, this is like because like we didn't want to fucking cook at all when we got back. Um, she's like, "What's the thing you've been missing?" That's what we'll go eat. I was like, "I don't know. I like, I like Mexican food." So like, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't have to miss anything while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like we grew up eating Mexican food. Yeah. Um, I I I learned that lemon over there is apparently green. Uh, what we call a lime, they call a lemon, and so uh, limonada. Is just fucking lime juice, lime drink. It's fucking, it's garbage water. It's not garbage water. It's very refreshing, but it's not fucking lemonade. I'll tell you that. It's not fucking lemonade. It's like lime and cucumber and water. No, it's just lime. Oh. and water and sugar, man. Okay, it's it's what you would expect out of a lemonade, but with limes. So you drink a lot of limeade there, then. It's sour, as we would say here in the Americas. Yes, um, it's it's, it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it, but I like sour, so. It's it's refreshing, man. It's great if you've been in the sun for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Literally anything. You could probably be given yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the blood of a chicken and you'd be like, oh man, this is oh, so, so refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was super nice just like visiting all the places. It's like, it's it's weird because like the places are beautiful and the food is, is beautiful in its own way. And it's like, it is because like it reflects how people had to grow up there. Like you, you made what you could. Like, yeah. 
you uh, you live off what is available to you. Yeah, lots of masa and maize and all that. Yeah, and like just the different ways that they're able to like develop it and make it in different ways and make it taste different. It's, that that is like something I think a lot of people don't realize is like so many things are just like you have beans, rice. And potatoes, how many different ways can you make beans, rice, and potatoes? Yeah, like, that's what you have. Like, that's the farm area and, and the livestock we have near us. Like, th- this is what we eat because this is what we have. Like, how can we make this be a million different things? And they do. And they all taste amazing. Um, I don't think I had a single bad dish there. Nice. Um, except for except the cream. Except for the limeade. It, well, I still liked it, but it's not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> except for there was... The the cheese, man. I just I'm not cool with Mexican cheese. I love Mexican cheese. <laughs> it's too sour. Uh, it's also my stomach is not happy with me being back in the states because everything there is no preservatives at all, <laughs> and it's like literally like the guy who's four blocks down from me is like, hey, I just ma- I milked my cow today and made a bunch of cheese and stuff. And like here's like a bunch of like mozzarella type cheese, and here's like some kind of crumbly cheese, and like here's the cream I made out of it. It's like equivalent to sour cream. Like I made that this morning, and like. I don't know, a dollar? Give me a dollar, I'll give you, like, a giant bag of shit. Um, and then, like... I wasn't really aware you were into manure. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, it's, it's really not, but... Um, <laughs> and then I come back here, and the first thing that we eat in the States is we go to Denny's. Oh, and, well, that's your first mistake. And it just ever since, my stomach had been like, what are you fucking doing? Like, this isn't food. This is... You're eating garbage. What are you doing? You're not supposed to consume this much high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, that's the funniest part, is that it's such a, like an American thing. Yeah, it super, super is. But yeah, I uh, I loved it there. Went to, uh, hung out in Durango City for a night. Uh, that was super fun. We just got like a really nice tour from some of... Uh, cousin's friend that lives there yeah, everyone's uh, a cousin yeah um how our family is here robbie that's liz's family in mexico there's, oh there's so boy. Ma- there's so many of them uh i can't i can't remember everybody's names there's just so many people yeah that's fair i, I can't remember half of our cousin's names for that same reason yeah it's ridiculous that's why you just call everyone cousin yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> uh, but yeah got to pretend like we were young and hang out in the rain the rain's just warm there you can just hang oh, out in the that rain. Sounds nice. Slightly it, less acid over there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liz is also like staring at the sky the whole time. It was beautiful, and she's like, "The sky is just like so much more blue here." I was like, "Yeah, they don't really like pump toxins into their sky, so <laughs> it's like a different different things going on." <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like the area we were in was like. Mexico, fucking Mexico. And every time I tell people, like, I went to Mexico, they're like, what resort did you stay? I was like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I went to Mexico. I went to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the thing, like, unless you have family like that, there's not really a reason to go to those areas. Yeah, there's really not. Um, The the carnival. The carnival, which was super cool and just a hamburger that I've never experienced in my life, pizza that I've never experienced in my life. It's it's insane. I I just know, apparently, it's like a bigger version of the one in the small town you guys grew up in. Yeah. Uh, that town is way bigger than the one we grew up in to the point to where it's actually funny. Cause like Liz's parents like left that, what they were like, we left the small town to go to a fucking tiny town. <laughs> to be fair, when they moved there, it was not as small as it is now. It's true. That's true. That's true. 
Um, but yeah, a great place. I, I'll probably be talking more about it throughout the weeks and stuff. Jaya's going to okay. be like the exchange student, or not the exchange student, the student who went on like a, a foreign trip for the next three months where he's like, <laughs> you'll be like, oh man, I'm really enjoying this hamburger. It's not as good as the hamburger I had in Mexico. Yeah, you're just going <laughs> to see me like walk outside and immediately put a sombrero on. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> just look at us. It's sunny outside. <laughs> but yeah, great time. That's what's been going on in my life. And then just immediately come back to hectic work. So that's great. Uh, but, but hey, that's our lives. Yeah, we yeah. probably talked about that too much. Too much. Um, Don't worry. Next time we probably won't talk about it at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> which is good because uh, chapter two is longer. So, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, Brian knows how much I love movies longer than an hour and a half. Oh, it's <laughs> your favorite thing. You always say it. Um, that's why so I love Deer Hunter so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why we all did. Um, <laughs> It chapter one. We already watched it, so before yep. we start talking about it, um, let's go ahead and hit a quick break, uh, and then we'll be right back with the description. Stretch your wrists, everyone. And we're back. I'm going to jump right into the back of the box here. In Derry, Maine, seven young friends unite against a terrifying supernatural creature that has been haunting their small town for centuries. Calling itself Pennywise the Dancing Clown, it is a monster of unspeakable power that takes the form of everyone's most horrific fears. Threatened by their worst nightmares, the only way these kids can survive it is together. Whoa. Include special features. Two of them. <laughs> Not many. Um, Director's commentary from Pennywise. Well, actually, I think he is in the commentary. See, I I think I talked about this during the Powerpuff Girls episode. I love when movies do that. Like, give me something that I'm not going to normally see. Oh, not not Pennywise, the actual cat. Oh, like, no. The I, want, guy who plays I want Pennywise Scar. to give me commentary. <laughs> yeah, Scar, Scar, Scar. Then Scar, Scar, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I want Pennywise himself. <laughs> That'd be a, such a weird commentary. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, that's when I met Georgie. <laughs> oh, I remember the taste of his arm. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I have seen the original, I've seen the remakes, I've read the book, I've listened to the book. He's played the game. He's I wish there was a game. watched the screenplay, <laughs> Actually, the musical. The screenplay is a little bit different, because <laughs> it's just they change stuff when they're filming and stuff. But uh, So, yeah, I am extremely familiar with it, too familiar probably for something that uh, I love only probably 70% of it. So. <laughs> um, Sounds like a Stephen King thing. Yeah, pretty much. It got the book gets real Stephen Kingy, and what I'll say about it, chapter one and two, these newer this newer version of it, um, it has a lot of Stephen King in part two. It's really Stephen King's it up, uh, mm. which I would say the original didn't get the chance to do really, right? Not really. Um, but let's get some thoughts here on it, some non spoilerly thoughts here. Let's go with Robbie first. All right. Um, I think I liked it. Uh, it. I was going to say, it feels silly at some points in time, but the original movie was also silly at points in time, too. Yes. Like, purposefully so, though. You also have to remember, it's through the eyes of children. Right. And I think that's kind of, like, part of why it works the way that it does, is because it's through the eyes of children, you start to think of, like, what scared you whenever you were 13 years old. Exactly. And, like, you know, clowns, uh, the the whole leprosy thing, and, like, some other stuff that we'll get into later on with, like, when it comes to fears. No, it's definitely the same stuff that scares me now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, like, yeah, I feel like what scared me whenever I was a kid is slightly different than what scares me now, but 
Yeah, probably. I would hope so anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like there's some things. Like I guess clowns kind of was one of them, but like dolls was a bigger thing. It's for mostly me dolls up. for me. Yeah. yeah. Thing is, is, my mom had one clown doll too, and that was the one that played music. Yeah, See, I still it's like, don't like it's dolls. so funny to me being someone not scared by some of the like more common stuff like that, like clowns and dolls. Where I'm like, yeah, like I I don't particularly like enjoy them or anything, <laughs> but I'm just like, like people are like, oh my god, this is such a terrifying thing. And I look, it's just like a guy like. <laughs> yeah i get it i get it <laughs> i don't blame anyone like fears are irrational you don't like you yeah, don't wake up right. and like oh you know i'm really feeling like i should be scared of clowns today yeah you're like you know what i don't think i am afraid of clowns that's silly i'm not gonna do that anymore like it doesn't fear not that would that be way. a 10 minute version of this movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um all in all i still think it's good i think it it allowed itself to go even further than the original movies because the original 1990 movie was made for TV. So there's certain things that they just straight up could not get away with, especially, you know, 1990s NBC. Yeah. And so it allowed itself to actually like go further along with the scares and the actual horror of what's going on with the storyline of it. So I think in a way it does elevate itself from the original movie. I haven't had a chance to read the books. I know certain things about the books i just but i haven't had a chance to read them because they're a very long and b i don't have a lot of time to do stuff it's a real long book it's yeah. too long like i remember whenever this movie came out they re-released the book and i was thinking about getting the paperback and then i realized that the paperback was thicker than it was wide and yeah. i was just like oh shit <laughs> it's a it's a lot yeah it's too much the book's probably about 300 pages too long <laughs> there <laughs> um so you like it yeah i did like it all right. Well, we're halfway through the story, so we'll see how you feel after the second half. <laughs> All right. Um, e, what what are your thoughts? It's been <laughs> a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I I quite like this movie. I think it's pretty fun. I think it hits action very well. With I think it it does a thing I like where it's like silly, but it doesn't feel like it's taking the piss of itself. Right. So I think that's what nails it in. I don't know where I heard this, and it might just be bullshit pseudoscience. I hear, like, humor and fear are very similar areas in our brain. So I think it makes sense for a lot of humor in these kinds of movies. Yeah, uh, I think they uh, released the same hormones or something like that. Yeah, something weird like that. A- anyone who's a scientist, feel free to let us know. Yeah. Only scientists. N- Doesn't nobody, matter if you know. Nobody else. Only scientists. <laughs> um, no, like, this is a fun movie. Uh, I don't... This is probably going to be weird, if, especially if you watch the last live stream. I don't find this particularly scary of a movie. I do find that weird because I watched part. <laughs> I was on part of the last live stream where you were just horrified. Yeah, you. <laughs> and I literally didn't. I was. I was saying while I was having. Like, I don't. I don't know why E's so scared. I don't get this. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think E caught that because I remember at one point in time I asked E if he was okay during the live stream because I knew he was scared. Apparently, he just took off his headphones. No, and I, I took didn't off know my him. headphones. I. <laughs> I just kind of was trying to not hear any noises. I was barely looking at the screen sometimes. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't find this part. To be, to be fair during the movie, we did watch this in broad daylight. Yeah. Yep. So maybe if it was darker. We'll see, actually, during the second half. Yeah. I guess. Which you'll hear next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't find it particularly scary. There's a lot of stuff. Um, some of it could be just like none of the things they uh, are using are things that scare me. Sure. So, like, they they go for, like, a wider range, so I bet, like, it would scare uh, most audiences anyways. Yeah. Like, most people's fears are probably covered here. Yes. Um, 
My main fears are dark and heights, which are both kind of hard to really like put in a horror movie. Dark, dark less so. Like, but like with this especially, I feel like it wouldn't really. So you're like telling that's... me you're not gonna go with me in a couple days to go see Fall? No, it's just two people stuck on a radio tower. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean whenever I think of a movie that's fear of heights, I think of Vertigo. But mm, yeah, no, it's just all tough. anyway. I mean. <laughs> I I have the weirdest thing with what scares me, what makes me laugh. Uh, that's just yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you just kind of realize that probably yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, this was really good. I like basically all the main characters. Uh, the story is very gripping. I think it's very interesting the direction they take with it. Um, I I wish some characters got a little more screen time. Uh, right. You could probably guess who is my main one. I wish got more screen time, but um, I can't actually. Oh, all right. Well, I want to know. Well, I'll tell you when we get the spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just never going to tell you. <laughs> um, no, you apparently you weren't paying attention. Uh, yeah, this is cool. Uh, I guess it probably is less CGI than I expected, or than I think it is, according to Jiraiya. Yeah, it's less CGI in this one. I think if I have any like gripe. I don't like the weird uses of slow-mo and limited frames, personally. I get what it's trying to do. I don't like it. Yeah. it. Um, I think that that was probably something that they figured out in the editing bay, that like they're trying to build tension in a certain way, and they can't, yeah. so they had to slow the frames down. Yeah, it just doesn't look good. I, um, I agree. I hate when movies do that, too. Yeah. Unfortunate. It doesn't like detract it. Well... I guess some of the stuff that's probably supposed to scare me doesn't scare me when it's like, <laughs> yeah. But um, um eh. with uh, some of that's like, it was meant to do it, and some of it, no, like it's it's weird. Yeah. Again, I get why they're doing it. Uh, frame rate's a very important thing, of course, in movies. You have to be very intentional with frame rates and yeah, yada yada yada. Um, but just nah, didn't do it for me yeah. for that. Uh. This this is a good movie. Yeah, I, this is a great movie. I I I probably underselling how much I did enjoy it. This oh, is okay. a great movie. Okay, um, I also really really like it. Um, I think it did the smart thing and the not so smart thing. Uh, you wouldn't know this, E, but in the book, um, there are two stories coinciding at the same time. Mm. There is the adult story and the child story, and that's why the book's too long. Um, because it's the same story twice. happening twice, but just at different times. Um, same characters. I assume so. Yeah. So that makes it to where like person's like, Oh, I remember when this thing happened and they explain what the thing happened. And, and then, then the next the chapter happens. is the explaining the thing happening. That's um, yeah. So this did a great thing and a terrible thing of like, this is the chapter one is just kids. Uh, it's only children stuff. And they did the thing to where they're like, when well, chapter two, it's going to be adult stuff. Um, mileage may vary. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll probably talk more about it with that. I, the ending like feels weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk more to that when we get there. Yeah. The ending is also not what happens in the book. Oh, uh, you've probably heard about it before. So. No. Unless you told me. We might have talked about it. We'll get there. Um, there. But yeah, this one, if you are comparing the original made-for-TV one and this one, this one is much, much, much closer to the book than that was. 
Um, that was there wasn't a requirement to read the book back then, whereas now you are uh, obligated to read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. There are a few changes in this that I like, um, mainly regarding the ending for this particular portion, anyway. Um, but for the rest of it, it's it's pretty much on point for what the uh, uh the, the book, book is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And how I say it hurts itself with splitting up the children's stuff and the adult stuff is that in this, they now have to reintroduce every character again, which we'll get to next week. Yeah. But yeah. We'll tune we'll, into that. We'll talk about that later. Um, I really like this. It's really good. Um, a lot of people complained about it, uh, the casting, because of Finn Wolfhard is in it. I don't. And this was right after Stranger Things, which is where he got his acting career started. Yeah. So Stranger Things is 2016. This is 2017. <laughs> I think you're you're missing which part I I'm confused about. Right? Finn Wolfhard is the kid with the glasses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we're just we saying were, that he's in this. In yeah. Yeah. General. I just didn't know. <laughs> Dry just drops names like that a lot, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, he's one of the most up and coming actors in Hollywood right now, due to Stranger Things and this. Um. He's, he's going to be a big thing, probably. But whatever. Um, so people were, like, real iffy on the casting on this. I think all the casting in this fucking nails it, honestly. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, almost every one of these kids, uh, except for the homeschool kid, from what I can tell, there's nothing I know of him being in that I've seen anyway. I have seen everybody else in something else. Um, so that's nice, just to see, like, they all have, like, a bouncing off point, except for the one kid, obviously. Hmm. Um, but it also just could be maybe he's not going into acting or maybe i just don't watch the stuff he's in i don't know you just look he's actually in like 70 disney sitcoms that'd be hilarious actually he's been in a few things other than this it was it's mostly like smaller movies like he was in a michael jaw white film called cops and robbers in 2017 mm, which was yeah. r- roughly around the same time as this apparently it's either coming out soon or just recently came out called sneakerella that he's gonna be in <laughs> is, it, is, is it cinderella's story from like a black perspective that could be neat actually I would imagine, actually. Um, yeah. American musical comedy. Na-na-na. Just American musical comedy, apparently. Cool. Okay. Who directed it? It will yeah. do for Wizard of Oz what Oz did. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, <laughs> or The Wiz, I mean. Sorry. It's a Disney Plus movie, so. Oh, oh never mind. I'm out. Well, I was almost right then, actually. <laughs> yeah, you almost were. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really like this movie. Um, it's is also one of the highest grossing R-rated movies ever. Mm. Um, it's, oh, it's box office in its initial run was $701 million worldwide, which made it the third highest grossing R-rated movie ever. Nice. Um, Originally, it was a very, not even cult classic. It was just like a classic classic, so I don't, yeah. I'm not surprised. If you don't take inflation into account, it is number one. If you take inflation into account, Exorcist is number one. Fair enough. So that's the level of like people went to see this fucking thing. Um, and I think part of it did have to be with nostalgia too, because like the original it movie came, well, I guess it didn't come out. Uh, like whenever we were kids, like that was yeah. on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably like the toy story thing. If you were the same age as the kids. Yeah. Yeah. One, well, you shouldn't have been watching this, but you obviously were, <laughs> but you would be around the age of the adults. Yes. Um, 27 years later is when this came out. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is goes into the theme of uh, Pennywise himself. As every twenty-seven years, he comes out for twenty-seven days or like three months. But every twenty-seven years, he comes out to get a snack. Basically, pretty much. Uh, Jeepers Creepers stole a lot from it. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're never watching it. We're not, actually. We will never watch that on this. We are legally obligated not to watch Jeepers Creepers. Not I would le- agree. I would say not legally, but maybe morally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, morally. You didn't sign the contract? Ooh, There's a contract? We're going to have to press stop on the record. Going <laughs> <laughs> to need two-step verification from you. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I guess let's get into some spoilers here real quick. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk Just about- real quick. We only get to three. We get three spoilers each. All right, yep. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, e, what, what's some of the stuff here you want to talk about? Sure. Um, I think it was a really good first first like introduction. I don't know how the original went. It sounds like it was shorter. Um, yeah, it was, Kinda? but it also blended the adult stuff in with it. So right, it yeah, did right. like the book would of like, hey, remember when that thing that scared me was? And then it would cut to the kid stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the original movie, it was. I think it does start out with Bill coming back and like seeing the house and then going back Bill, to Bill, whenever he made Bill, that boat for Georgie and then <laughs> yeah. him seeing a bike and then remembering him riding his bikes to the yeah. and so on and um, so forth. But yeah, so like good first act. Uh, they all, uh, right off the bat, they all feel like kids, which is yes. good. They're, yeah. Whoever wrote these, well, Stephen King, I guess, yeah. uh, understands what kids are like. Yeah. I like the, it's something South Park pop, uh, I wouldn't say popularized, but like kind of brought to attention. Kids are fucking vulgar and assholes. Yes. Yes. Like <laughs> that is one thing that if anybody actually reads Stephen King stuff, they only immediately realize like, oh, this guy like super remembers what it was like to be a 13 year old boy. Yeah. Like it's the, <laughs> it's the funny nostalgia thing people have where they have their nostalgia goggles on and can't like actually remember a lot. Yeah. Kids are awful. They're vulgar. They're gross. Yeah. Um, they make jokes they don't actually understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this age, I should say, like Specifically, 13, yeah. 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 Like younger, they're uh, younger, they're also incredibly funny, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some that are funny, and then there's some kids which they capture both. It's like there's some kids who are funny, sometimes unintentionally, sometimes intentionally, and then there's ones that are just vulgar for the sake of being vulgar. Yeah. So you have a 13 year old talking about how much of a massive dick he has to every yeah. single person. Yeah. Um, I will say, if you don't remember middle school very well, this is this is what I remember. <laughs> what I remember middle school feeling like. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, good, really good. Like introduction to everything. Uh, in some of the characters, kind of go back and forth of like being important and not important, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it, I think a lot of that stems from how Stephen King wrote it. Um, in he a forgot case. about a character and uh, then remembered them later. Um, he just like he write he starts off writing and he like figures out the story as he goes along. And he has like a million drafts in between there. But like he also, I will say that the one thing that this it does a better job of it than the original movie. Um, Mike, I believe it is the homeschooler is his name. Yeah. Um, he plays a more important part in this um, mm. than he did in the original one. But he still is not as big of a character in this as he is in the books. Yeah. So uh, you were saying you weren't sure which character I was gonna. It's Mike. I, I yeah. Mike I, I see more time. He did. Uh, he's huge. He's he very is, important. He in the book is literally like, every, he is the guy that gets everyone together. He's the historian. He is like the reason why the story happens from A to Z. 
that's really weird that they didn't then. Yeah, everything is like through his eyes for the most part too. I, it would be kind of shitty if this is why. I wonder if it's because of the original movie is what people remember more and would be very upset if the black guy gets to be the cool one. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but uh, they do add more of what's in the book in here. That's good. And you see a lot more of that in part two, which we'll see uh, yeah. later. And yeah. you'll hear next week. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, I'm going to say, I think Mike's probably my favorite character, actually, despite how little he gets. He's a good character. He's very strong. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I will say it's one thing I did like. Uh, like Mike is a great character too, but like I was gonna say, like all the kids, like they're all very charismatic. They're all interesting to watch and interesting to like follow their story. Yeah, and like I will agree, like Mike has the least amount of depth out of all the characters, which is a shame because like the little that they tell of his story is like super interesting. He probably has like the darkest past out of all of them, even uh, though he gets the least screen time. Him or uh, what's her name? Beth. Anne? Beth. Beth. Him or Beth probably or have Beverly. That's what Beverly. Beverly. Bev. Yeah. Bev. Uh, yeah. yeah. What? Him or Bev probably yeah, have I mean, the darkest. I would say they're they're both different kinds of darkness, yeah. but they're both pretty dark storylines. But like, it also kind of shows like you know they're all dealing with their own stuff too, and like it all kind of culminates to like this creature that's torturing them. If I had to choose which one is more fucked up, I would go with Mike. Yeah. Um, from the book's perspective, it talks about it a little bit in clippings and stuff. Um. But, like, the reason why the fire thing being so fucked up is, like, that town is super, super racist and yeah. filled with yeah. hate. Uh, just st- steaming with hate. Like, that's the point of the town is that it, it can't erase its past. And its past is drenched in racism. So, like, the fire, I think it says in 1803 or whatever it was that no, happened. it was uh, 1908. I thought that was the explosion of the lumberyard oh. or whatever. Uh, that was, like, 1966. Oh, uh, yeah, it was 1908, 1930. Some or nineteen thirty something, nineteen sixty two. I think yeah. they might have changed it yeah. to a fire or explosion because originally it's like a fire. Well, there right. was an explosion. Yeah, and in nineteen oh eight there was the explosion. That was the explosion of like the Beaver Mill or whatever. Yeah. Then all the people disappeared, and they said it was probably a plague. And then the fire. Well, it was, it was still a fire. In the book, it's there was a huge fire in the town, and then also there was a fire oh. for him. So like that's how it like. Okay, I and see also the reason yeah. why the fire happened in the original is because it was mostly black people, and so it was like the town going and burning it down. For uh, that um, drenched in hatred and racism. Right. I feel like they should have kept that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're kind of muddy. Like obviously they're still touching on it, but I feel like you kind of muddy it a bit if you're just like, oh, it was just a that incident, and then these specific characters. Yeah, there's a lot of things that it basically does in this that the book is there but it doesn't like cover it cover it it's almost like easter eggs people have read the book honestly yeah. is what it's kind of treated like coincidental that there was the easter explosion <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's also like there's a whole room when they're in the house later again we're in spoilers but when yeah. they're in the house later and richie uh is in the room you see the pennywise um thing there which is just fun and then he opens it up and when pennywise jumps up he says beep beep richie like that doesn't mean anything to anybody in this uh, in the books, whenever he's being super shitty, instead of, like, the kids just being like, shut the fuck up, uh, they go beep beep. Like, that's their sign, like, you've gone too far. And then he'll, like, back away in the books. Like, he'll stop being so fucked up. I think that, that, I think might have been a little funny relative to what it should, what it feels like tonally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, that, it's kind of, it's just, like, a little Easter egg group who have read the yeah. books at, at that point, basically. I will say, I'm still, like, torn if I like the old design or the new design of Pennywise more. I like the new one for horror for sure. I will say the new like the new one's great when it comes to just the actual design of him. 
I think what a lot of people do like about the old original Pennywise is the fact that Tim Curry played him because Tim Curry is also a very charismatic person. So like he does funny very well whenever he's being silly in the original movie. He also does horror very well whenever he's trying to be scary. <laughs> Dry has a, a hot take. Yeah, Dry like. thinks differently from the sound of it. The horror aspects of the original It made for TV do not hold up in any sense at all. Any I'm not other. saying like the actual horror itself. I'm saying Tim Curry. No. Yes, none of it holds up. <laughs> As somebody well, who, who well, I disagree, <laughs> it's uh, I would say he's very good as Pennywise. Like he yeah. plays the character well, but none of that is scary. Like well, they just didn't have. Scary. Well, I would disagree with that. Actually, I think there's a pretty good couple good scares in this. Well, but... guess we're at an impasse. Sorry, Dry. <laughs> um, but there's like one good scene I think in the original, and everything else just comes off as very silly because they. Just didn't have the budget, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that's also very fair. They didn't have much of a budget for a three-hour-long movie that was made for TV. But I, here's the thing. When you're a kid, it scares the scary. shit out of you. Yeah. So. Also, you got to remember, uh, 4x3, 480p televisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind can make up way more. It can. Um, but no, like I was thinking... Um, like that original sewer scene with Tim Curry, I think he nailed it with that one. And then like whenever they're looking in the original books and see Pennywise and the original movie, when mm-hmm. they see him in the books, and like he pops out at them and climbs up that pole and he's like telling them that I am everything you've ever feared. That part is actually more accurate to the book, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm I'm thinking of scenes like that when I'm thinking like he did like playing a scary character because yeah. it was intimidating. At least as a kid, it was for me. Yeah, as a kid, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, feel free to let us know which Pennywise you like more. I'm trying to. I would be interested. Yeah. I, I do remember that was actually a big debate when this movie came out. Yeah. If, well, obviously people only had the picture of the new Pennywise, so like, yeah, they're like, oh, he looks too dumb. <laughs> I think that's how like, people on the internet sound. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I think for like how memorable his design is, with how little screen time he honestly does have as Pennywise, it says a lot about his character design. Yeah, it's it's a good design. And I think it for horror in general just works better um for as being like something that would take a kid off of guard not so much because even when he's like happy clown he's still creepy as shit in this one yeah whereas pennywise in the original when he's a clown he's just like that's a fucking clown and then when he's creepy you're like oh that's a creepy clown so like there is a it's yeah. different it has that more sense of like being safe to being in danger yes did old pennywise drool constantly nope nope oh here's one ha 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 <laughs> he did that a lot. I will say whenever like his teeth come out and the and this one is scarier than it was in the original one. In the original one, like there were scenes wherever like you can literally see him putting indentures really quick to like <laughs> get his sharp teeth in. Yeah, it's fun. Oh man. It's great. They didn't have a budget. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, this one's just scary because like if you look, it actually just like forms a vagina of teeth and like what's what's scarier than that really? <laughs> it's the teeth sequel we didn't know we needed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, for people who aren't familiar with it, the plot is literally the back of the block, the box. Like yeah. this, is. there is a clown Pennywise that comes around every twenty-seven years, and he haunts this town, and he leaves a shadow of hatred and guilt and just oppression when he's not there. Um, and adults just ignore it, mm-hmm. which is well, pretty much everyone. Well, that's one of the Stephen Kingisms, isn't it? That just adults are dumb and ignorant. Yes, but. Especially Especially in this. Yeah, like, right. in this, it is literally... It's a plot point. Adults, like, have power to fix this, and they choose not to because they don't want to face demons. Uh, don't want to face their demons in particular. Yes. Which, in a weird way, almost seems... Uh, it is very realistic, too, because, like, the fact that 
uh, you know, the filmmakers wanted to shy away from, you know, the whole racism plot of uh, the storyline and like how like, oh, you know, we don't want to make people feel bad about what could have happened in the past. And it's just one of those. I think people sometimes forget that if you're reading history and you don't feel at least a little bit of guilt about what happened in back there, you're not reading history. Yeah, I think I think it says a lot about you if you're just like, I'm good with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, part two will go more into that. All so right. There'll be more of a discussion there. That's good. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it is mostly that it's, you know, these kids see it, but everyone else decides to ignore it, even if it is a blood splattered bathroom. So they, that's the thing. Like, it's not clear on if they actually can see it. So this is when it gets a little muddy. Uh-huh. Adults, it's not that they can't see it. There is the ability to see it if they want to. Like... That's the thing. Adults as, like, adults, if they're essentially, their childlike wonder has been taken away. Like Jiraiya. Like me. Um, That's why I'm like, don't know why you guys are freaking out about the bathroom thing. Like, it's just a bathroom. I don't know why you guys are freaking out about it. Um, (laughs) um, So, like, yeah. If your childlike wonder is just completely gone and there's, like, nothing to bring you back to it, like, there's no memories from the past for you to attach back onto, then there's, like, it's just not there for you. It's not it's like totally a, I, I, I should a say, willful... is this like something that's going to be more in the second chapter? Yes. Okay, yeah. then we can leave it at that and I'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. But as of right now, it's basically just like a willful ignorance, if you will. Yeah, because like yeah. They, they definitely were influencing the weird visions the children saw, which is why I was kind of confused. But yeah, uh, we'll get to that then. Um, I, A good thing about this movie, all the shitty adults that you want to die get to die. They, yes. they just kill them. <laughs> It's great. Uh, That does happen. Um, What I'm going to say with this one is that as weird as as it is, because they did plan it to be two parts originally, um, even before it was just a fucking smash hit. I think in general they like learned the limit and audiences willing to watch a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think this feels for the most part like a complete film, honestly. Yeah, that's, uh, I was going to talk about how like the ending sound, I don't feel like i want anything more in yeah. fact if you like took me to see this and then told me there was a chapter two i mean like eh, i don't know <laughs> yeah you're like how dry i was for part two of the last of us then yes um you like oh wait part two not last yeah. of us two last of us part two is two. Oh, i really was not looking forward to that game before oh, you really like that game though i loved it after i played it yeah um but it's because like i guess non sequitur here for that the last of us part one the way that it ended dry are continually was saying it was a perfect ending i don't want any more out of the story mm-hmm. that's how i feel about a lot of video games and then the second one happened and i was like wow i'm really they like they took that ending and they made it like way better we'll see if i eventually get to that um well, I, think we'll, I think we'll get there well eventually, eventually. yeah hopefully um but yeah i just it, like i don't Obviously, you have the book knowledge, so you know sure. what, and you've seen it, but you know, like, what to expect from a two. But, like, other than they're coming back, like, what do I want? <laughs> like, what is there for me to really care? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I think, the problem with this is it hurts itself in that, that it did separate those two things. I think it works. I think yeah. they make it work. Um, but with how good the child actors did here... It's a hard sell. Yeah. It really is. Uh, when we get to it, I will be really curious about the box office comparison. But um, <laughs> It's less. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like, I think I've talked to you about this with a couple of movies I know had sequels. We're like, I don't know what you need a sequel for. Like, what's the the book, obviously, in this case. But like, yeah. what is there to like get? Like, who 
who watches this and like, you know, I'm really excited for uh the next thing to happen. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what next thing? Like, obviously they can be like, oh no, Penny somehow Pennywise has returned. But so <laughs> they do hint at that at the end of this that's, movie. That's too, what they're saying. Just, yeah, like because yeah. he comes back every 27 years. If he's not dead, we all agree to come back. Yeah. yeah, like again, I get it. I get like that. There's more story to tell. I don't need more story. Like I think they nothing... did a good job, honestly. Like yeah. if they were just like, this is the adaptation we made. We just left the adult stuff out. Like I think everyone would be like, that's fine. Yeah, like They'd honestly, like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah like I you guys did a great job. With yeah, that's fine. I, I, well, I'm not angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you you can't say that because someone's gonna be angry. Someone's gonna be angry. Yeah. Um, Nobody actually likes movies. You, they're just a tool to get mad. You're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the new logo for this podcast is just angry face emoji with steam coming out the ears. <laughs> um, but yeah, the thing that we were talking about earlier is there's a scene where Bev is looking down the drain. Yeah. Uh, and it's all of the hair that she has cut off because she cuts off her hair because her dad um, is a pedophile. Is a pedophile and uh, sexually abuses her. Um it's fucked. It is yeah, um, super fucked. It's it it's one of those things again that when it's a book it goes into way more detail. Um and it's super 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 fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um Stephen King does not sway or shy away from dark topics. Yeah. So that that's the one thing that I think I also respect about Stephen King so much is that like if there is something that is a thematic thing, like he's gonna explore it and he's gonna go in depth and it's gonna be fucked. And he usually does it fairly tastefully from what you've shown me. Yeah, he does. He doesn't like and then this fucked up thing happens and like just explain in gory detail. Like he he gives you exactly as much detail as you need. Yeah. It doesn't like I've seen and read a lot of things where it felt like they just kinda added it for the shock value. I don't feel like in this like no. I think this is very important for the story because it shows the bastardization of childhood that yeah. they're getting at like how shitty childhood can be like it's very important that there's not these like perfectly idealized the well especially the 80s people are glorifying the 80s right now but yes. like uh just kind of taking down the barrier showing the shit show that's happening uh you notice a lot in this family like there's a lot of dysfunctional families there's a lot of single mothers uh single fathers uh, pedophiles, racism, like, but it's important for the town. Like, it builds up what everything is and why you can tell a lot of these kids are so frustrated yeah. constantly. Because, yeah. like, I'm going to say, you you guys had a different childhood than me, so you feel free to tell me. Most people don't go to, like, kill killer clowns unless there's, like, some underlying thing with them. True. I probably wouldn't have gone on as many awful, stupid adventures as I did if I was just real cool like hanging a, out with my parents. At like home. a well-functioning adult, <laughs> as a child. <laughs> um. So, like, yeah, I, I, one hundred percent. Like, I could see them people being like, "They're kids. Like, why are they going off and like doing this thing?" But like, you were happy, weren't you? Like, well, you like, had a pretty good childhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they bring that up in the movie all the time, where like yeah. they're like, "Ah, oh, you, you kids, it's summer. You should be out there just hanging out and yeah. shit." And then Bill's like, "Fucking shut up!" Like, yeah, it's summer. Like, I got shit I got to get through, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, my little brother died, and you're just telling me to deal with it. Well, no, he he specifically refuses to acknowledge that for almost all the movie. He's in denial about like, it. Like, yeah. That's ultimately this movie is kind of about coping. Yeah. Like this movie 
if you boil it down, is really like the hero's journey of Bill, like him learning to live after the loss of his brother. Yeah. Through and it's through the eyes of a horror movie, which is arguably really impactful and one of the benefits of something like this. Yeah. Like uh I talk about like a lot of the benefits of uh animation and similar things. I think that's this hits a very similar thing where like using the extreme you can tell an extremely down to earth story that many people can relate to. Yeah. Because like uh it's the death of a loved one is hard. Yeah. And like there you you get to those points where you're you don't want to believe it. You you refuse. Like everyone but Bill has knows that Georgie's dead. Like there's no getting around. There's no way that Georgie would still be alive. Yeah. And it's fucked. It's awful, but you know, like you need to learn to live with that and like using the embodiment of fear. Uh, the important thing, like you always see, what is Bill afraid of? It's knowing Georgie's dead. Yeah, and like that's his biggest crutch, and as well as his most powerful, uh, tool. Yeah, is that he's not actually really afraid of anything except knowing the truth. Yeah, and then the the bigger theme, or like the most obvious theme, is growing up and maturing yeah. yeah which is what all of the kids story is about like learning what it is to mature and like forcing yourself to have to like take that next step to be what would be considered an adult i would right. say um which goes into uh richie which everybody else has these much deeper fears about things um like what's his name uh i have terrible time Frank, with names I, I, I pulled up there um, the kid who's like always afraid of illnesses and stuff and has the inhaler. Uh, it starts with an A. Alex Allen. I can never remember anybody's names. Aaron was it Eddie? Was it Eddie? Yes, yes, it was Eddie. Eddie. Oh, um, and uh, like, the picture that it's showing me on Google, he has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, no, they're much older now. Yeah, uh, they grew up fast. Um, Eddie is like afraid of diseases and like getting sick and like not uh, growing up. Basically. Yeah, uh, what's the word? Uh, Oh, hydroids, hydro, hypochondriac? Hi- hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, he's very much a hypochondriac. Like, oh, I'm going to get sick. Like, I'm, this is going to make me ill. Very much induced by his mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was it? Richie is the one who has like the most childhood fear of like, I'm just afraid of clowns. I just don't like clowns. They're creepy. Yeah, and he has like the most childish one. Like, which is why he's such an easy target for Pennywise. Well. I mean, you say that, I, I would argue, I don't remember his name, the Jewish kid has the most Stanley, child, Stanley yeah. has the most childish fear of, he's just afraid of a painting in his house. Yes, that is it true. It just creeps him out. He's also extremely afraid of growing up. Right. Um, that's his whole Which thing. Which is why he's his bar Jewish. mitzvah is uh, yeah. such a big theme for him. Yeah, and he's like, he's really uh, hesitant to even like go through with the ceremony because once he know, once that's happened, he's now just a man suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, super afraid to do any of that. Um, the person who is the most adult immediately is Bev. Um, yeah. She has, a no, to no fault of her own, her innocence has been forcefully stripped from her, whereas yeah. everybody else still has their childhood innocence. But because of her father and the awful things that he's done, her innocence is immediately stripped away from her. And, you know, you get the poetic irony of all of her interactions are often her father saying, oh, you're still my little girl. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, the one who is infantilized the most is the most adult of the group, ultimately. Yeah. 
which goes into, again, we're way into spoilers and we can't yeah. be super specific because there's a lot here, but whenever Pennywise like gets her and it's, this is near the end, but he's like, I'm not afraid of you. She just says that like, I'm not afraid of you. And he's like freaked out. He's like, you will be. And so when she stares into the vagina, uh, as you put it, teeth vagina. Um, in the book, which these this doesn't explain it yet. I think it gets into it in part two, but it's called the Deadlights. Uh huh. Um, and it's basically like the afterworld or the afterlife. It's 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 weird. Yeah. It's a lot of things. It's so it, I, it's basically like looking into the fourth dimension. Yeah, I think this was a really cool thing and really great world building for it because you know it often just kind of implies that it's mostly just trying to feed mm-hmm. but when it's confronted with actual like uh, an actual roadblock it has a it has something for that like it's not helpless yeah no it's it is literally a creature that is just trying to survive that's all it's trying to do mm-hmm. um there's also i don't know if you guys noticed this but there's a lot of mentions of turtles and you see turtles yeah. a lot they say in the lake uh Georgie built a Lego turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, that's a huge thing. It doesn't get into that in the movies, but <laughs> we'll talk about the turtle in part two. This cool. is actually the prequel to uh, Master of Disguise, the Turtle Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it is super Stephen Kingy. We'll, we'll have to talk about Stephen that. Stephen King two. just really fucking liked turtles, and he had a pet turtle while he was on his benders. <laughs> kind of, but no, it's it's a uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, um, well, it's like he hyperfixated on turtles while he was writing this book. Then uh, we'll get there. Okay, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, there's so much like to unpack here that makes it really really interesting. Yeah, and like I I said I didn't particularly find it scary, but there's enough else there for me to really really enjoy. Yes. And I think that's very important for a movie. If, like, you can't do... If, like, you can't get the one thing down, there's still more for other people. Like, Right. That's what Stephen King does best, is, like, there is the baseline of horror and the scary things in there, but the actual horror thing is something that's extremely real. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is why I think it, this works so well on kids, and, like, maybe on a level they may not even understand, is, like, the fear of growing up, the fear right. of having to move on, the fear of having to just face everything that you're afraid of, um, and like just the traumas of your past and having to move past them, and like Stephen King, I love him and I hate him. Yeah. It's one of those. Well, things, it's man. such an interesting thing because this is rated R, and like his mm-hmm. books are for adults ultimately. Yeah, but like this arguably is something really important to watch when you're. Like a t- these kids, I age. Yeah, and well, I, a lot of kids did. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Me and Dry being one of those yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, well, another thing he did that once again was written for adults, but uh, ended up being very much for kids, even possibly even more so than this movie was Stand by Me. That was also a Stephen King that book. Feels weird. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. he didn't do just horror. He also did some dramas too. He but. wrote like a hundred books, didn't he? He's written more than that, I think. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> he puts out two novels a year now. So. Okay. Well. Um, but he also did Green Mile <laughs> and what? also Shawshank Redemption. That's what's surprising to me. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what Shawshank Redemption's about, though. Being in prison. Yeah. I don't so know is what the Shawshank Mi- Redemption's about, then. Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile take place in the same prison at different times. Neat. But the they Green don't tell you that. football movie. No, that's a different thing. Oh. With Adam Sandler? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> longest Mile or something? Longest Mile. Yeah, something. probably mixing up the two. Longest Yard. Yeah, so. Longest Yard. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, God, Green Mile is such a good movie too. But uh, yeah, like 
it's it's such a like weird thing because I don't want to tell kids that hey why don't you watch it because it's gonna <laughs> fuck them up yeah but like kind of they should <laughs> at the same time like I think this uh, we talked about it when we were watching like Mononoke and Spirit right, of the Way right. which are more geared towards kids than this but like it's such a thing where it doesn't talk down to kids so they can completely understand and like feel like their frustrations being heard yeah and like Funnily enough, like a lot of Ghibli movies have a similar thing to Stephen King, where like adults are often very like unhelpful or like impeding, and the kids end up having to learn to grow up because of that. Like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of weird parallels between this and Spirited Away after watching them back to back. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I mean, this Dreamcatcher, arguably. Well, Dreamcatcher's also Stephen King. Yeah. Well, that's it's, what I'm saying, uh, though, when it comes, like, because that also is a parallel with, like, between uh, kids and adults. Yeah. Uh, Dreamcatcher is also extremely similar in structure to it. Yeah. I think he was trying to recapture that magic, honestly. Probably. Well, it is better than Dreamcatcher, yeah. but Dreamcatcher is They're in the same universe, so whatever. What I'm getting at is look forward to my uh, video essay on how uh, Spirit Away and It are thematic parallels. <laughs> I, I, I mean, could do it. You could do it. We have yeah. a YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for that. <laughs> I mean, archiving you. It's for archiving our streams. Eh, who knows? <laughs> I, mean, I guess another non sequitur. We probably could like do like shorter video essays on something that we've all seen, but just wanted to like talk about. I, I talked to this about Jiraiya. Like, I have some random video essay-style things always boiling in my mind. I don't think I'm going to do it, so I'm fine with just sharing them. I talked to Jiraiya about, like, doing, like, a weird, also, like, thematic parallels between uh, a silent voice and The Last Kiss, because I talked to him about, like, those, like, fundamentally are extremely similar movies in a lot of ways, but one I really, like, vibed with and one I didn't, and I was like, I wonder if I could, like, boil down all my thoughts on that and, like, come up with a cohesive thing of, of why I felt that way in a really interesting manner. I do not have the diction to, like, <laughs> run a video essay. I'm going to say that now. You've heard me. I stumble over my words. I slur a lot, and I swear a lot. Mm. Well, swearing is less of an issue, actually. But yeah. I, uh, Especially when you have a script in front of you. Yeah. but like, uh, I, I think it's another parallel is that this show is all just, like, off the top of our heads compared to reading a script. Yeah, but, like, I'm not great at reading scripts <laughs> i can do it like uh the star wars according to someone who hasn't seen it before uh that was a script yeah but at the same time that was like a script written off of how i speak right i do not think i could carry a video essay off of how i speak <laughs> it could be fun like maybe having a weird person who kind of stumbles across all their words could be relatable to people i don't fucking know but um yeah like that would be, that's something I always think about. So there we go. There's the two. Silent Voice and The Last Kiss and It and Spirit Away. Cinematic parallels between them. <laughs> Maybe I just do anime compared to the live action movies that you would expect. Pro that yeah. could be my niche. Yeah, that's your thing. Um, actually, that is, it not, could be that is a very unexplored territory, actually. Yeah, Write, that so. Write that down. Write that down. But we're running up against our time limit, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You got a lot you got to cut out of this anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what is there, like, anything else we, like, super want to get out of the way? I talked about how I feel like Mike was pretty shafted. Yeah. Um, The biggest one, I, I talked about this when it happened. Like, there's a thing where, like, they're getting all back together. Yes. Mike just kind of shows up there. Yeah. Yeah, they when, left like, that part out. Yeah, because I feel like he was one of the ones I was least expecting to show up in this like reunion because he was like 
I'm in the, I'm a fucking outsider and like I I should just kind of accept that because he's a homeschool dude who works on a farm. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he's pretty much just cool with it in the book. Like he's just along. He's like, oh, we're oh cool, great, yeah, I love you guys. But it sounds yeah. like he's more active in the book. He is way like active, so yeah. like it feels like it sounds like in the book is probably less of a, like a like a oh okay he's just here now yes so yeah, I don't I I, I want. <laughs> I released the Schneider cut where they add a bunch of Mike stuff. <laughs> I actually agree. I add like back to see in more the bike story. Add back in the racism. Give it twenty-seven years. Um, <laughs> I, to be fair, the nineteen nineties version actually it wasn't as prevalent, but there was still racism in that one. It's like, there. Yeah, he, it, we're slowly getting okay with talking about racism. Every twenty-seven years, we're slightly more. <laughs> uh, part two will have more of that. I. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, I know, it's, it's just it's a shame because like Mike's such a cool character. Agreed. Yes. Like, I agree. I I know like people are gonna be like, oh, you just like him because he's black. You know, it's a completely white dominated <laughs> story. And uh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> like he he's such like a because like you get the, all the things where like uh, all the school kids, uh, the five the kid the five group I'm gonna call them the main five. They're all like friends, but they're all ultimately outcasts from from the rest of the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get Bev, who is an outcast because of terrible, terrible rumors started about her. Yep. Um, and you get that connection. Uh, you get, what was it? Frankie, the big kid. Uh, ben? Ben? Ben. Ben. Ben sounds right. Yeah. Ben, uh, Ben, who is like a similar outcast, but isn't part of the group of friends. Yeah. He's the new kid, I yes. guess yeah. is the thing. But like Mike is completely on his own. He doesn't even go to the school. He's homeschooled. And yeah. like, his interaction with any other people from this town is when he goes to sell lamb. And it's like, I think that's really compelling. Which, I think that you'll be... I'm, I think you'll actually really like part two. <laughs> I hope so. I, I like aspects of part two at the very yeah. least. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I think it's actually one of those things, too, to where, like, in a weird way, like, because the... What they keep on calling the loser... Or the loser group or yeah, the, loser's the losers club. Squad. Losers club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Mike went to... Like, well... In the original movie, I'm guessing also in the book and in this one, he was running away from those bullies that were trying to get after him. Yeah. And, like, in the movie, he's, like, at the point of exhaustion where he cannot, like, walk another step, basically, whenever he, like, falls at the feet of the Losers Club and they start throwing rocks at the bullies to try to get them away from him. So it's like they saved him kind of thing. So, like, kind of bonded to them because of that whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. They're all losers together. Yeah. Which I... I almost hate to say it, but, like, that kind of is the real parallel with a bunch of outcast kids. Because, like, with me and Drya being the outcasts for the schools that we went to. Like, I switched schools in high school, and I was still part of the outcast group whenever I went to a new school. And, like, it's just kind of those things. You kind of bond with all the other misfits. Yeah, I would say that's kind of my friend group, too, was a bunch of people who were, like, not really big in any particular direction. Yeah. Just kind of... Our our school is much bigger, so it was more like there's like <laughs> seventy different tiers of people. We were like in the middle where it's like we're not like cool, obviously. I'm not I'm never gonna act like I was ever cool or am now. <laughs> but like we weren't like the ones who at the bottom that got picked on or anything. We just kinda existed. We were the weird jerks that nobody really messed with because we were too weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh we had we had some honest. scary kids in our group. Um it was a good time. It was probably was. Robbie because he's like six foot seven. He was the scary one for sure. It was Robbie. <laughs> it, was, it was Twig Robbie, from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, weighs I, I was like twenty pounds. <laughs> no, Dry was one hundred and twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. I was six foot tall and one hundred and forty pounds, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
They're like, oh god, is, <laughs> is that is that Bigfoot? <laughs> That's kind of rude. I don't want to. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> he wasn't uh, even the biggest one. No, I wasn't. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, one of the biggest guys in our class was part of our outcast group, though. Mm, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I was gonna say like the original school that I went to, like whenever I was like in my freshman year of high school, that's whenever, you know, 2005, that's whenever uh, school shootings started to become more of a common thing and they started yeah, blaming you bullying. You about this. And yeah, I probably talked about it more than once on here. And like, that's whenever people started acting really weird to me at that school because everyone was convinced that I was going to snap one day and shoot up the school. So instead, I did what any other self-respecting psychopath would do and I switched schools. <laughs> <laughs> Stop and- those rumors, though. <laughs> Stop those rumors and started some other rumors that were kind of closer to like what happened to Bev in this movie because yeah. uh, I went to a different school. All of a sudden, women found me attractive and I kind of jumped on that a little bit too hard. That sounds <laughs> awful. I feel so sorry for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's earnest from me. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, I just like but, trying to match myself with that. It sounds so awful. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was awkward at first for me, but then I was just like, "Hey, maybe I am attractive," and I got a little bit cocky and did some things I probably shouldn't have. That's that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, you did, that's a different podcast. Role. Yeah, that, that's a different podcast, different story. Maybe a therapy session. Um, but yeah, before we get yeah. into our final thoughts and spoilers, because we have about twelve minutes here, yeah. um, I want to mention the ending. Yeah, because the right. child ending in this is different. <laughs> very different. In this, they have a blood bond, and. Um, they all touch blood to each other. They all touch tips. They all, well, yeah. they all touch <laughs> You got to tell me in the original book that's what they did. Let me get there. Um, <laughs> they have a blood bond. They're like, if this ever happens again, we have, we made this blood pact, we'll all come back. Well, in the book, they... Uh, uh, they I, I know what you're talking about. They realize that the only way to get past Pennywise is to become adults. And to them, the only way to become adults is to lose their innocence. Oh, no. And so Bev sleeps with every one of them. And oh. in the book, it describes how each one of their penises feel individually oh. and in detail. And that's, they uh, have a semen bond. Because they, yeah. they all take turns having sex with Bev one after the other. That's so, like, Immediately after fighting story. it. Yeah, it's really bad. It's uh, completely opposite of what her story is about. Uh, and that's like right after they get in the sewer, and it's disgusting. And oh, Stephen yeah, King, it's what not are good. You doing? Yeah, so the uh, movie's better. Yeah, <laughs> the movie's better. I thought you were gonna be like, oh yeah, the book's like super up in the air and super like nope. dumb. No. Oh. I mean, the only thing with this ending that I have to say that I didn't like about it, and just I had this problem with movies in general when it comes to you know blood bonding and blood packs and all the other bullshit, is they always cut the palm of their hand. Where there's a lot of moving parts in the palm of your hand, and every single time you move that part wherever it's cut, it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the most optimal place to cut for a blood bond then? Your arm. That's gonna kill you. No, it won't. The what? top of your arm. Yeah. Oh. Just right there. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no moving. Like the only. But like, I'm like, that's you're not- your veins. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'm just saying, because, like. They always do that in movies in general. It's not even just this movie. Yeah, no, like, that's like... I, well, that's the blood bond thing. Yeah, it's well, it's a blood bond hand. thing, but, like, I think it started movies because it's easier to hide a cut when it's on your hand. Yeah. Yes. But, like, then it is on your arm, but, like... But let me, you don't cut the palm Okay, let me ask you this question. How, what do you do after you cut your arm for a blood bond? You just... You just 
double up with your partner next to you? It is more inconvenient. (laughs) (laughs) It's more inconvenient, but it makes a lot more sense. I don't know. Like, maybe the back of your hand. Well, that's the same issue, I guess, ultimately, for Mm -hmm. you. More painful, maybe. I mean, that's the thing. I've had cuts on both the front and back of my hands. The ones on the back of my hands are always not nearly as bad as the front. Yeah, or, you do like you know, the bottom of your foot and then toe like, tap. <laughs> yeah, you don't even do the cut. You just like <laughs> you cut your you cut the front of or the back of your fingers and then just fist bump each other. <laughs> no, 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 you just got to cut your forehead open and just headbutt each other. Simba. Uh, uh, okay, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say fuck the book's ending for the children's story. Then. Yeah, yeah, that happens about mid book. Fuck the book's middle then. Well, kind of. Fuck There's the, a lot of weird. Fuck the book's page 347. Oh, that's super early on. It's wow. almost a thousand page book. Fuck the book's page 692. I think that's actually about where it's at. <laughs> Around there. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, I remember whenever I first uh, heard that, I was just like, why did he write that? Yeah. Stephen King has some problems sometimes. Yeah. He was on drugs at the He's time. He's the best worst writer. Yes. That's yes, like he literally is. what he is. He's the best worst writer. Yeah. Like, like he... he takes a subject that's super relatable and like super like, oh man, I'm really glad he wrote about that. Really don't like the rape in it though. Like he literally like writes some of the like most thought provoking things and then next we'll be like and then I stuck my pee pee in her poo poo hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I really don't like when he does anything sexual in his books because it just sounds so weird. Listen, that's fair. Imagine like that's just how I feel anytime anyone does any like <laughs> sex in any movie, and then you get like what I'm feeling. How you feel yeah. about Stephen King, right? Imagine if Stephen King wrote every sex scene. That's like how my life feels. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but let's get into final yeah. thoughts here. E, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, I generally really enjoy this. I as a horror movie, I wasn't very scared, but like. This is a really good story, and like, there's a lot of cool, interesting, moving pieces. Yeah. Uh, most of my issues are that I wanted him to go farther with a lot of the stuff. Ultimately, I think it nails how kids are. It nails like, uh, the feeling of growing up and like the the scary feeling of being a child, and like, is really really cool. Like, uh, I felt like some of the scenes looked a little funky. I hate. I fucking hate the frame rate and slowdown. Fair. I get why they do it. I just I want consistent frame rate in my <laughs> stuff. Like, Dry doesn't like some of the animations to show him because he feel says they feel choppy. The only time I feel like something's choppy is when they do that, where they fucking the keep, frame rate fluctuation, fluctuate the frame rate. Yeah, like if it's constant the whole time, like it's just a matter of being like, okay, it's this frame rate. If I don't know what fucking frame rate to expect, I just feel like you're fucking hitting me on the back of the head, dude. <laughs> I think that might be somewhat on purpose, too, because, like, it a is. lot of those scenes are meant to feel uncomfortable. Like, especially, like, whenever Pennywise is running towards the screen and, like, they do that focus where it's, like, focused but, solely like, on his it's, face. So it's because it's, it's so and, inconsistent yeah. is the issue. Like, I don't, Dre, I think you've told me a lot of horror movies are just in, like, 20 frames or something. No, they're all in 24. Oh. Um, but they will change the frame rate in certain areas. Um, by one frame up or down generally to add something that's just a little off that if you're not if you don't know frame rates very well then you won't notice it's happening and your brain will just say something's fucked up and i don't like this yeah because like i think that's some of it here i feel like some of the pennywise scenes were like 16 to 20 yeah yeah and like that's too much that's just like i'm just watching a a, like a picture show at that point At some points, this you were watching a picture yeah. show. <laughs> That's true. That was a cool scene, actually. Yeah. So the Pennywise scenes are fucking phenomenal. Yes. I don't think there's any I thought were like dumb. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. 
Like I, I have a track record of thinking things are very dumb in horror movies. When Dry would be very pissed at that. True. Uh, not this time, Dry. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this is super fucking solid. I don't know what the original's like. I worry Jirai showing me this first will taint the original now. It will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if I don't like the original, blame Jirai. It's my fault. It's his fault. Yep. Um. Yeah, fucking, yeah, oh, fucking nine. This is really good. Like nice. solid, solid. Nice. Okay. Robbie. And then a lot of my opinions of this is actually based off of how the original one w- was. I think this actually is better than the original. So I'll say that. So I think Jirai did taint you, but I feel like if you watch this you don't need to watch the original if, if i watch the original maybe i'll do it in the intended viewing of on a 4x3 480 crt <laughs> maybe go for it man. um i think uh, if there's anything that this movie is missing is there's always like that bond of friendship that's happening with the kids and it's a lot more uh in the original movies it is kind of like a lot more spread out and so you get a more sense of like you know these kids like becoming friends and like you know how you know you know, there's always like that one summer where you made a lot of memories that you're never going to forget with the people there. And you'll never forget those people and like how it's always going to be magical to you because of those moments. Like there seemed no. to be more of that in the original. <laughs> <laughs> All my summers kind of were the same. <laughs> well, Dry knows what I'm talking about. At least I'm I do. <laughs> you guys did more, much wilder things than I did, to be fair. We did. Fair? My summers were we played a lot of video games and went to a bark. I mean a bark a bark <laughs> I mean even on that subject I was gonna say like uh whenever I was up in Salt Lake City there's a lot of times that like me and Drya like we were just playing Diablo 3 together and a lot of those times were really memorable or Paragon I think one of the reasons why me and Drya love Paragon so much is because we were playing together and we had some cool bonding moments playing that game yeah, and yeah. You're, you're the only two people I've ever met who actually remember that game <laughs> it might go down in history that way too yeah maybe <laughs> listen if we let's just buy the rights it definitely won't cost a billion dollars you know what's fun about that? What? Is they said, hey, since we fucked this up, here's all the stuff. We don't have to buy the rights. The assets are free. There we go. You know, let's start Patreon for specifically <laughs> remaking Paragon, how you guys remember it. As you say, I won't balance <laughs> shit. Oh, so Paragon. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, that's one of... There's very few hills that me and Dry will both die on. I think that's one of them. That Paragon uh, deserved better? Yes, yes. It definitely did. But anyways, um, all in all, I think... There might be some more of those bonding moments in the second film. I don't if it's just purely adults in the second film. I think it's going to be a little weird, but maybe they all just let's go get a drink together, lads. <laughs> I think you're going to wish it was just adults. Well, yeah, I guess we'll see whenever we watch part two. But yeah, all in all, this is a very solid movie. Uh, all the actors are super charismatic. They're super yeah, like they work so well together. Like you feel like you're actually watching a friendship. It's somewhat nostalgic to my childhood. It's also just a damn good movie like they did a really solid job with this one um some of the scares are silly i think part of it is just looking at it through adult eyes now but also it's a clown that's doing them so it's kind of meant to be scary especially whenever you're looking at it through a child's eyes and i had to sometimes remember like things that scared me whenever i was a kid and so like thinking that like i think it's honestly very very well done i i'd say 8.5 Nice. I might change that based off of like you know what happens with the part two. Of <laughs> we this watched film, two and we both simultaneously bump up our one score. Maybe uh, there, there's been a handful of movies that like I gave it a rating and then thought about it the next day and it's like I, I do that a, a lot rating. too. What was it? I think uh, Knives Out. I constantly tell you oh, like yeah. almost every time I think about that, I'm like, oh, I should have gave it a higher rating. Yeah. Like, I actually enjoyed that more than I thought. Yeah, like <laughs> there's so many like that stick with you more than you've expected to right. right after viewing it. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, 
I was going to say, there's been a, a handful I think I've talked about on this podcast even. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this might be one of them with that. But once again, it's been a hot minute since I've seen the original, but I had fond memories of that. This did make me think of fond memories of growing up, both the good and the bad memories. Uh, and as for me, I absolutely do love this part one a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. I think it is almost a perfect Stephen King adaptation for what it does. Uh, I think it fixes a lot of the things that he fucked up. And it fucks up some of the things that he did well. So it's almost, it's a weird flip. Um, Part two fixes some of that and breaks some things for me that I really wish didn't happen. I want a director's cut that takes a few things. Release the Schneider cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love it. I give part one a nine as well. Okay. Um, I really do think that it is just so good. So, so good. Uh it is in my upper tier of like studio horror movies for sure. Nice. Okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us for, and for any reason, we have a link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash L O I P. Gives you a link to all our social medias, our listen medias, and our watch medias. We have a Twitch stream that we redo every Wednesday and every Saturday at the very least. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Are both are kind of well. No, Wednesdays is still dry. Is going through death door. Uh, probably just one more. Probably the one before this episode came out. I'm gonna guess. It feels like this upcoming Wednesday we're gonna finish that. So, uh, decent chance I might be doing another thing next. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and Saturday also kind of up in the air. We probably are starting a new like long series. We've been doing a lot of short one-off stuff. We're probably gonna get back on our playing games that the other two or the other ones recommend once yeah. again. I think so. Uh, so look forward to that. And uh, there's the a link to the YouTube where we archive everything. It's much, much like easier to do than trying to wrestle with Twitch's archive system, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Um, so, yeah, there's that. If you guys want to look for it, we got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We don't use our Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> uh, that's, that's all the social medias. That's uh, the medias. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a, I believe there's a link to our email too if you want to email us for any reason and uh, let us know what you thought. What Let us know if you have any ideas for another movie. Uh, or you can just send us a picture of a clown that you found. Yeah, send us a picture of a creepy clown. <laughs> Not Ooh. just a clown. Oh. Send us Bozo. Oh, no. Bozo's creepy. What? I don't like Bozo. I, everyone, I like people say that, and I look, and, and then the clown's just like, "Hi." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, He's up to something. <laughs> well, Robbie, Yo. get us out of here so we can go and record part two. All right. So if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you so, so much. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with part two. Wow. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.